So welcome everybody to the very first episode of Equestrian. I'm Annie and I'm here with my co-host Caroline and this is our very first episode. So Caroline's gonna jump in now and talk a little bit about uh, what we hope to achieve here in our podcast. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us today. So we are figuring this out as we go, and we just wanted to share a little bit today about what we hope our podcast will kind of evolve into and where we're starting from and uh, what value we hope we can contribute to the equestrian podcast space moving forward. So now that we're just jumping into this whole podcast thing, we figured we'd fill you in on the who, what, why, mm, anything else, who, where, where, when, how, of all of this jazz and how we kind of decided to come together and make a podcast. And come together being super, super relative because we're separated by a continent. Um... I am Caroline. I am in my pickup truck in a Starbucks parking lot in Virginia. And I'm Annie. I am in my closet in my California apartment. I live in Northern California. But we both met and were both raised in Maryland. We met in high school um, at the most awkward of awkward of ages. It was so awkward. Yeah, we were united together by our love for horses. And I feel like our friendship's been really interesting in kind of maturing and growing through like the high school horse girl phase, through college and into um, each of our kind of professional endeavors into the horse world that at times have been super similar, um, but have kind of led to very different placements, but very similar mentalities on our industry perspectives and uh, just our general, I guess, awareness and individual accountability for the horse world. Absolutely. And Caroline is a barrel racer, and I do dressage. So at first glance, we're pretty much like... You're probably like, why are these people even friends? Polar opposites of the (laughs) equestrian world. But like Caroline said, we've been running these parallel tracks of within our friendship and our lives and our careers that seems to always be really overlapping and it might not be a similar it it, it may be like yeah it may be discipline specific or but we seem to always have like similar woes and similar trials and similar celebrations kind of all in these like uniquely similar ways And I think that was kind of a catalyst for this because we were like, why doesn't the horse world have more of this? Like, why, why is there such a strong allegiance to what we're doing so much so that we overlook like the rest of the dynamic and how much we as an equestrian community have to offer each other outside of just the discipline that we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I guess that kind of brings us to now we're both from Maryland. I live in Virginia um, with my non-horsey but very supportive husband. Annie lives in California with her non-horsey but very supportive husband. Uh, We both own horses. 
like Annie said, she does dressage. I am a barrel racer. And we are both, I would say, vigorously and aggressive, success and goal oriented. We're both kind of ruthlessly accountable. Um, and one of the things that we've really grown to appreciate about each other is that kind of dual minded accountability and the constant encouragement and the drive for success, because I feel like you see a lot of that in other spaces, um, but maybe not as much in the equestrian community. And as we've kind of delved into uh, the success space and the goal setting space and the um, kind of mental health space, uh, we've really found a lot of neat ways to apply that um, to an industry where it's maybe not at the forefront of everyone's thought process. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of, that's probably more so what's motivated us to start talking about this, not over the phone, but now on a podcast is because even if one person like so essentially what I needed and what was missing in my my personal um quest yeah quest quest for success was kind of an accountability partner and I didn't necessarily as as supportive as my husband was um he doesn't understand it um I come from a family that that also doesn't understand horses and so I really needed a friend that could be my accountability partner and if there's any way that we could be an accountability partner for somebody that's listening or even just give some inspiration or some guidance or ideas to anybody encouragement yeah we've kind of tried in so many ways to adapt our model for success into so many different avenues and areas of our lives not just you know riding um but it's all in pursuit of the same goal and so the two of us feed back and forth together and are held each other accountable to what we know are our set goals yeah it's been an interesting progression because annie and i used to live in the same place um we both lived in maryland a couple of years ago and so even though what we did looked different we would you know meet up and we would go to the yummy sushi place with the deep fried Oreos and we would, you know, just kind of organically progress through our friendship. But when I moved to Virginia and Annie moved to California, we decided that we wanted to be, I don't know if we even decided it intentionally. We decided that we wanted to be really diligent about um, continuing to cultivate our friendship and our kind of riding relationship that we had built. And what it ended up transitioning to was really interesting phone calls and really uh, targeted deep dives into, hey, I read this motivational book, or hey, I was listening to this podcast, and here's how I think that this could apply to the horse world, or here's how I think that, you know, here's what I think maybe you could apply to your barrel racing, or, you know, here's what I think maybe your horse might be going through. And we were like, man, there's not a lot of this in the horse world. Um, we should really share Yeah, because it. I think so that's, here we are. That's the thing Sharing. that's that's so cool is like I'll get an article from Karen. We're also pen pals. Um, we're probably the only like thirty some year old people that have a pen pal <laughs> in twenty twenty. Like real life <laughs> pen pals. But with, with stamps. stamps, yeah. But um like I'll get an article in the mail from Caroline that was like, You can just replace wherever it says barrel race with dressage and this will totally apply to you. But it's it's like information that I certainly would never have come across um, in my own circle without her, her influence. Um, so I think that's really unique. And I could say the exact same thing, vice versa with Annie, like um, just as a specific example, my mare was really struggling with some hind limb weakness a couple months ago. And Annie found me a really interesting article in a dressage magazine that 
maybe wouldn't have been something that I would have organically come across in my own space, but was super relevant and helpful to what I was dealing with with my mayor. And we realized that the equestrian community as a whole has a tendency to be really exclusive um, of other disciplines. But if we can really maximize our exposure and our understanding and our respect of other disciplines, it just enables us to be better and better riders and horsewomen and competitors. And we just really want to take the time to share that with everyone else. Darn tootin'. Woo! Woo! In our next two episodes, we're going to dive a little deeper into us individually, our industry experiences, and hopefully we can share something that may be of value to you. If you'd like to join in in our process, you can follow us on Instagram at equestrian underscore podcast. That's E-Q-U-E-S-T-R-I-E-N-N-E underscore podcast. And you can also get in touch with us with either questions, input, or just to say hi at equestrianpodcast at outlook.com.